Hey everybody, Saul Marquez here and welcome back to the Outcomes Rocket. Today I have the privilege of hosting Dr. Jay Bott on the podcast. He's a physician executive, internist, and public health innovator. He serves as a managing director of Deloitte Center of Health Solutions and the Deloitte Health Equity Institute. He's just an incredible leader in the business. Today we're going to be talking about health equity, innovations in the space, and just really things that you should be thinking about in the industry. Dr. Bott, thanks for joining us. Saul, thanks for having me. It's uh, wonderful to be here. Of course, of course. Yeah, and it's a pleasure to, to get on with you. You are calling in from a conference, right? Yeah, we're having a discussion with tax leaders in uh, the industry, uh, life science and healthcare, about what are some of the emerging issues uh, that are in the market and what are implications for their role uh, and their relationship with the C-suite and uh, boards. And so it's been an interesting conversation really about macroeconomic trends, health equity, sustainability, digital and AI. You know, we got this gen AI thing that folks are talking about. And uh, yeah. it's, uh, you know, it's a, it's really interesting. There's also some of the pressures on, on um, the industry around some of the regs and, and uh, actions that organizations have to engage in. But uh, uh, it's been great. I'm, I'm really energized by the conversations and the interest you know, in the industry um, to innovate uh, towards a mission of delivering uh, equitable, uh, affordable, quality healthcare. And uh, uh, I'm really excited about it. And you were a physician for a while, then came to industry. Tell us about that. Like what, what made you make that move? Well, I've always been in this hybrid of clinical medicine, industry policy. And so my career started, you know, after fellowship in geriatrics, uh, at uh, University of Michigan, go blue, as uh, um, a public health leader in the city of Chicago. So as a managing deputy commissioner and really uh, thought a lot about implementing our healthy Chicago agenda uh, across <laughs> traditional public health and non-traditional health issues like the drivers of health, food, housing, transportation, uh, spaces for physical activity, uh, addressing sustainability, um, kind of this idea is that you know, health and all policies. <clears throat> and then also work to bring healthcare and public health and community-based organizations together. This is right after the Affordable Care Act. And uh, you know, this notion of what are opportunities to improve health more holistically, uh, and you got to get these you know, stakeholders work together. I, like I say, health equity is everyone's business. And uh, and then we drove uh, innovation, you know, around uh, redesigning traditional public health functions using data, technology, analytics, uh, machine learning, natural language processing. So for example, predicting which restaurants are most likely to have a uh, the risk to the public much earlier than traditionally identified and uh, impacting uh, the situation where pregnant women and children are exposed to lead and trying to get out in front of that or connecting people to services uh, that were at risk of uh, uh, deteriorating health, chronic health conditions. So um, you know, breast cancer, colorectal cancer. So there's really interesting um, uh, effort. And then I, I got involved in the hospital world in State Hospital Association in Illinois and then Chief Medical Officer of the American Hospital Association. And then I worked with the Medicaid ACO uh, and a Medicare Advantage Health Plan really focused on um, uh, historically vulnerable and historically marginalized populations and came to Deloitte uh, last February and uh, really excited about leading our research and insights agenda in life sciences and healthcare and our work in health equity 
um, not only in working with community-based organizations to help advance health equity, but working with our uh, businesses, our clients, because we say that health equity is not just a moral imperative, an economic imperative, and that you can create value if you lean into it and have better outcomes. And so if, uh, I still practice medicine at a community health center on the South oh, Chicago. You do? Yeah. So nice. uh, I oh, see wow. patients there uh, and, and it's really wonderful. I love taking care of patients. You know, so it's one-on-one and families that you can impact, but the work at Deloitte can impact um, uh, millions. And uh, and mm-hmm. so that's what I get jazzed about, about impact at scale. And I think Deloitte's uh, been doing that and well-positioned to continue to do that and really a tough environment, but a really exciting opportunity to shape healthcare and life sciences uh, for the future. Where do we start, right? I mean, I, there's a lot we could cover here on, on the health equity side. I think it might be worth starting there. Sure. So what have you seen that's making the biggest difference in the space in, in health equity in, in through the lens of health and life sciences? Sure. Let me give you a little bit of back backdrop uh, of the macroeconomic outlook. I think you know, in the industry, the industry players are generally uh, challenged with some pressures, cost pressures, operational pressures, and they have focus on operational efficiency and excellence. AI capabilities mm-hmm. and adoption are growing with the potential to solve challenges uh, facing the healthcare industry. And a little teaser is we've got a great piece coming out next week on consumers and their view on AI, as well as what the implications are for healthcare and life sciences companies and their executives making strategic decisions. So that'll be that'll be interesting because uh, it has a health equity perspective to it. The costs of inequities continue to grow at $320 billion per our analysis uh, today and a trillion in 2040 if we do nothing different. So... Uh, inaction is not a choice. Uh, we've got to have uh, our efforts direct impact on affordability, quality, access to care, and addressing the drivers of health. We're seeing more, you know, interest. It's still a priority for executives from our recent data. It's still going to be something that both health equity leaders and life science and healthcare executives think um, companies will invest in uh, and grow their investment in. And then we also see health and non-health system actors investing in digital health really blurring the lines between um, the different industries, consumer, retail, tech, healthcare. Um, so I think that's, uh, I think a really, really interesting opportunity. So on health equity, you know, at Deloitte, we define health equity as a fair and just opportunity for every person to fulfill their human potential in all aspects of health and well-being. If you think about person's holistic health needs, caring for things that impact people's health, 80% of that you know, is impacted by your access to healthy food, for example, or your uh, um, ability to be in a safe community or um, ability to have a connected community or transportation and access, you know, the healthcare needs you have. Uh, so, and then economic, you know, we see that there's a wealth gap equals a health gap. I think if there's, you know, a view on where we are with life expectancy, we are reaching 1987 levels uh, of life expectancy. That's crazy, and man. It is. It's just... Un- unimaginable, I just can't believe right? In the in the country that spends so much on healthcare, um, yet our outcomes aren't as good. And so, what we offer in our recent piece, employers catalyzing healthy aging, is a more optimistic right. view, a view that we can, if employers lean in, and the healthcare ecosystem works effectively together, uh, to the point that health equity is everybody's business, is that we can get t- nearly twenty years more of healthy life for everyone in America, and. Uh, that's a really optimistic view. We can close the life expectancy gap, but we've got to 
center health equity as part of how we strategically operate as organizations, financially operate, and in all of our businesses. And so we have this four domains of action approach. You know, what are you doing in your own house for your employees, uh, your workforce, uh, as it relates to health equity? Uh, what are you doing through your, the lens of your products and services? You can either contribute to a health footprint, you know, similar to the net zero carbon footprint, um, okay. or you can contribute to exacerbating health inequities. And what are you doing in the community? Uh, and then the ecosystem, which is vendor supplier diversity, some actions around local fragmentation that you bring that together. So we did this in Philadelphia, public private sector coming together around maternal health. Uh, and we continue to do that in other parts around the country, but, you know, access, stigma, lack of trust, other barriers impact health outcomes and, and literacy, which is, you know, the ability to understand, and it's not one size fits all got to help folks at different places in their journey. So equality is not equity. I mean, people need different levels of support, uh, uh, to get to the, you know, to the better outcomes. Um, so we're really excited about, you know, some of the, the research we've done that we are now activating and helping clients and organizations in the community, um, advance health equity and, and embed it into their business. Uh, so that, you know, it's, it's not a side gig or side hustle, part of the main operation. What do you think, and I want to get into some of the work that you guys are doing with these organizations, but why do you think our life expectancy is going down? Yeah, it, it's uh, a, a, you know, an impact of a number of different things. One, I would say that it's um, racism and bias that are impacting uh, the delivery of uh, you know services. It's it's unconscious. You know, it's um, ways that historically systems and structures and up. Um, ways that historically systems and structures have been set up. And, and they're um, also the ways that we finance, organize healthcare. So, right, we, many of the other countries around the world that have better life expectancy, you have a flip on their national health expenditures where it's uh, uh, more going to social services and um, then direct medical care. And so we have uh -huh. the flip. We have much more going to medical care than social uh, support and, and services. And as we saw with the data, the 80% of health outcomes are determined by where people live, what their community's like, what food they have access to, if they can have transportation, their jobs, um, their social connection. You know, we talk about mental health. COVID's illuminated this issue of, of health inequities uh -huh. and made it very bare uh, that, are, that it's clear uh, but it's also done another thing. It suggested that if you've got employees as an organization, you're a health company um, because uh, of the impact um, that it has had both on physical and mental health. And so I think that um, lately the data suggesting the opioid epidemic, cardiovascular disease, other elements that are, are, are making it worse. But, you know, we go back to uh, when they're systemic inequities you know, it can impact that issue of life expectancy and people's ability to live healthy lives and have their highest potential for health and well-being. Yeah, thank you for that, Jay. And really drives the point home of health equity is a, a really key thing, not only to 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 bring up, you know, life things like life expectancy, overall outcomes, but also a business's success, right? I love I love the framework that you gave us. What are you doing in your house, the business? What are you doing with your products? What are you doing in the community? What are you doing with your suppliers, right? The uh, the market, yep. 
I, I love this. Um, and, and folks, uh, and Jay, by the way, is, this paper is available, yeah, right? All like, of we our can content, link it up in the show notes. Yeah, all of our content's available. That's awesome. There's Google Deloitte Center for Health Solutions, Deloitte Health Equity Institute, and you'll find the content there as well. That's awesome. Yeah, and folks, we'll uh, we'll link it up in the show notes so you could take a read. But at the end of the day, it's like if if one of these points go, or like resonates with you and and you want to take it home, well, take it home and, and act on it. Because at the end of the day, there's a lot of good that could come out of the work you guys are doing with your companies and your organizations. So really, really love the pointers here, Jay. So talk to us about some of the work you're doing with these organizations. You shared previously that you're, you guys are even doing some pro bono work out there to, to help move the needle. Tell us about that. Yeah, the Deloitte Health Equity Institute, uh, uh, we just celebrated our two-year birthday and uh, it's uh, been a, a great journey. And uh, we've invested $25 million since launching the Health Equity Institute in 2021 and 50 uh, uh, grantee and sub-grantee organizations that are working to reduce health inequities. Amazing. And recently launched um, an initiative with the American Heart Association and the Society for Human Resource Management Foundation around getting to positive health outcomes for 10 million workers by 2025 across the country. It's a bold initiative. Uh, we just released a playbook uh, for employers to use for uh, the workforce and the communities that they um, live in. Uh, and uh, we're really excited about that. And so, you know, we have a theory of change that one is equipping key decision makers like your audience, you know, with the uh, data, tools, insights, actions they can take in their organizations to advance health equity. Uh, we bring uh, fragmented stakeholders together around uh, issues to act collectively together. We know that, again, um, every uh, kind of stakeholder has a role to play. And so uh, you need the public sector, the private sector, community-based organizations uh, coming together. And uh, we do this in maternal health. Uh, we do this in mental health. We do this in chronic disease and cancer. We just launched or um, initiative with the American Cancer Society around navigating, patient navigation through uh, right. both uh, screening for prevention and treatment. Uh, and then um, we are also driving health equity innovation. So we're funding and engaging proximate social entrepreneurs to help set systems change into motion, to change the health equity landscape. That's why we've engaged um, uh, 600 HBCU student social entrepreneurs in accelerator and on-ramp programs through our work with Echoing Green. We work with New Profit uh, to support early stage organizations that are shifting the narrative around maternal health disparities, such as a Yelp like app for black and brown women to, to find and leave reviews on maternity care. We're working with Unidos US, nation's largest Latino um, community-based organization that's uh, working with their nearly 300 affiliates um, around youth mental health and uh, addressing that issue. Uh, and then um, we also work with United Way worldwide to address racial disparities in infant mortality, low birth weight, maternal mortality. And again, we're just still seeing this issue be uh, trouble. The infant mortality rate um, has, has gone up the first time in the last 20 years. And so we know that these issues require action today. Now, I would say for businesses and, and organizations, what also we are doing is helping the C-suite and their teams understand how they can embed health equity. So if you think about health uh, care delivery organizations, provider-based organizations, you know, health systems, community-based organizations, the lens through quality and safety, which hospitals and health systems know well, you know, let's look at it with an equity lens. So what's the difference between men and women who have diabetes readmission? And we've seen hospitals close the gap to zero. 
uh, from 10%. Um, but just asking the question, interrogating your data you have, and then identifying the, the data you need. What can you do you know, with other players? We had um, three health systems come together, for example, to say, you know, we're going to address this issue the community told us around unemployment. Uh, and as a result, supported 14 small businesses that not only impacted economic mobility, but then health outcomes. Uh, and, you know, I think um, food is the other area. You know, we're seeing food pharmacies, we're seeing benefits on the plan side impact, you know, food as medicine. And uh, also yeah. this recent report we did uh, with our chief health equity officer, Dr. Kalani Gabriz and um, our actuary team that women pay 15.4 billion more out of pocket than men on, on healthcare if they're uh, employed. And um, that's again, asking the question. So the difference is certainly disproportionate impact race and ethnicity, um, but it also impact gender veterans, given that it's veterans day today and uh, people with disabilities, uh, people in rural communities versus urban communities. I mean, you could cut it and think about it in, in different ways. And for me as a clinician, the social levels of our community show up in my, in my clinic or when I, I see it, you know, in the factory or in the home or in the community, we send people back to the conditions that make them sick. Sick. We could do everything right clinically, but if they don't have the right conditions where they um, live their lives uh, and have access to things that help people be healthy, uh, then you know we won't get to those uh, kind of outcomes. So many inroads to make an impact on this. Uh, you know, the 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 idea of food as medicine. We were recently talking to Kroger about some of the stuff that they're doing. Uh, and, and just across the field, Andy Davis, right. Yes. Was on, I, I, we, we hung out at health and he joined us for that inequities with women right. paying more in healthcare. The, that stat you just, just shared, Jay, the, the entry points you mentioned are tangible and, and the work that you, you and the team over there at Deloitte are doing are, are very, it's very real. And, you know, I, I just want to invite everybody to, to, to take action as well on, on these ideas that uh, Dr. Bott is sharing. What closing thought would you leave the audience with and, and, and call to action would you leave them with? And then what's the best place they could reach out to you to learn more about the stuff you're doing? Absolutely, uh, uh, Saul, thanks for this opportunity. And I, I would say one more thing about um, life sciences companies who are part, of, are part yeah. of the ecosystem is you know, that clinical trial diversity. You can, from I see from my patients and, and from um, consumers and patients, they want, uh, to be involved. They're aware, but we've got to make it easier. We've got to help them understand, build trust, sustain trust. It's also unmet needs. So triple negative breast cancer, for example, impacts black women disproportionately. You know, how are we addressing that? Sickle cell, uh, rare diseases, um, thinking about, you know, uh, the issues around diabetes, heart disease, and uh, cancer. Uh, I think that there's, you know, really important ways that we're seeing life sciences companies lean in uh, to health equity to address unmet need, uh, as well as um, thinking about medical technology. And we saw this in, in the pandemic that the pulse ox machine doesn't work as well on people of color. We launched something called Illustrate Change with Johnson & Johnson, Deloitte Digital, that um, is addressing the gap that there is around medical illustrations of people of color. Less than 5% medical illustrations represent people of, with darker skin tone. And so as a result, yeah, that has an impact on diagnosis. Uh, and I have firsthand experience with that um, and, and delayed care. And so that's important. The other thing I would say is convergence, that um, there is an opportunity to think about this across uh, industries uh, because, you know, and making it easier for consumers to 
access what they need to be healthy. And um, they want easy, convenient, virtual and retail options. You know, one in three people felt less prepared to handle health expenses at the end of 2022, citing inflation as the number one reason. And as of um, uh, this year, you know, we're still seeing some of those uh, issues. And so, um, you know, convenience, cost, but most importantly, feeling like they've been treated with dignity, respect, and can access what they need to be healthy uh, is really important. And so I think we are at a tremendous um, inflection point given the technology, given the tools, given um, ways that different you know, parts of the industry uh, and sectors are coming together with consumer health and um, tech. But we're also seeing, you know, a challenging environment of the workforce where we've got to address the, the talent gap um, and make it easier for healthcare workforce to uh, uh, meet their mission. Uh, as a physician and in clinicians, we're seeing that in it as an issue. But, um, you know, we, we uh, had a paper around the talent emergency uh, that uh, encouraged folks to look at to address some of those issues. Um, but I would say to close, the future of health can be one in which we reduce costs, we extend life expectancy, we close the gaps, uh, but it's got to mean that we lean into restorative, preventive, health-oriented model rather than a sick care model, and health equity is part of that, uh, but also orienting around what both the moral imperative is and the economic imperative uh, and running it through those domains of action I alluded to earlier. What are you doing in your own house? What are you doing through products and services in the community? And how are you impacting uh, the ecosystem around you uh, that has an impact on uh, you know, our mission uh, is uh, an equitable future of health for all. Thank you, Jay. And appreciate that close. We'll leave everything that you discussed, um, you know, the white papers, the resources in the show notes. Uh, and if anybody wants to follow you or get in touch, what's the best way to do it? I would say you can find me at LinkedIn at uh, Dr. Jay Bot on Instagram and at Bunger Jay on uh, X. But the easiest way is to go to our Center for Health Solutions website or our Health Equity Institute website and you can find uh, myself and uh, uh, the others on our team. I just want to say a shout out to our incredible team at the Center for Health Solutions and Health Equity Institute and, you know, our partners and, and teams that I get to work with at Deloitte. Just, you know, feel like uh, we're on this mission uh, to make healthcare uh, better for everyone. And uh, I'm really excited about that. That's great, Jay. Thank you for that. We're excited about it too. It's a uh, it's top on the agenda, and we'll leave all the resources you shared in our show notes. So, folks, take action. Reach out to Jay. Find out more through the work that they're doing at their amazing organization. Jay, thanks so much for being with us. Saul, thanks for having me.